If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as ever, I'm delighted to be back with you once again. So still on my road trip. Well, we'll be on the road trip for another ooh, maybe eight or nine weeks yet. And we are in a beautiful state park in Arizona. Not too far from the California border. When I say not too far from the California border... We are so close that half of our devices are showing Pacific time and the other half showing mountain time, which made for a very weird morning the other day when I got up and looked at my iPad, which told me it was 6am. And then I looked at all the other devices, which told me I was at 7am. It just had not dawned on me that we were so close to a time zone change that uh, that this might occur. But anyway, we got it sorted out. Uh, I had a bit of a later morning that morning than I, I thought I was going to have. But, but there we are. I'm sorted out now on the right time zone. What we are enjoying here is a ton of sunshine and hiking and walking. And it, it really is, is lovely, really super enjoyable place to be. Lots of great scenery and plenty of time to do a lot of work. So I'm currently working with Erica Muller on the Certified Vacation Rental Agent Program, which is a really extensive training course for realtors who wish to sell property to potential investors in the short-term rental market. I've had so many instances of trying to buy properties and working with realtors who, who just do not have a, a clue what the short-term rental market was all about. And, and on a couple of occasions, nearly bought properties that would not have been suitable at all. And that would have been, I would never say disastrous because I don't deal in that sort of hyperbole, but it would have been definitely inconvenient to buy a property thinking it was going to rent out and then find that there was something that prevented it. Of course, as an investor, as a savvy investor now, I would know all this stuff. I would know about zoning and regulations and restrictions and understand about inbound tourism and where guests would be coming from, what they would expect, the size, the, the sort of property I would need to buy to be successful in any particular market. But for many investors, they're coming in cold. They need a realtor who understands the market, who has done all this legwork for them and is able to advise accordingly. So Erica and I have put together a course and it's, as I say, it's an extensive course. I cover all of the vacation rental side of it because it's important that realtors understand the history of the industry, where the industry go is going, the arguments for and against, and how to find out the information that, that owners need to know if they're going to invest wisely. And then Erica covers the realty side you know she's a very savvy realtor she's been 
working in this industry for a lot of years and knows it very, very well. So between us, we feel we're bringing decades of experience in both vacation rental and real estate. So we're very excited about that. We're going to be launching the Certified Vacation Rental Agent Program at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit in New Orleans in the middle of February, only just a couple of weeks away now. And uh, you will be hearing far more about it then. Of course, if you're interested in buying or selling a property for rental purposes, then you need to go to vrolio.com, which is now up and running. That is uh, Erica's platform. It's like, like the MLS for short-term rental. I know from experience that buying a property for short-term rental and finding one, actually selling one and getting the price right and getting a buyer for it is really, really tough. So Verolio takes that challenge and toughness out of it and makes it easy to value a property to put it on the market and get a qualified buyer for it. So that's, uh, that's sort of what I'm doing at the moment, having great fun doing it. Along the way, while I was doing some research for the course, I was idly looking at areas where there are plenty of properties. And let's take Orange Beach, Alabama, for example. I just went to VRBO and looked at Orange Beach, Alabama, and it says we found 9,069 vacation rentals. And it just really slapped me in the face that if you own a condo in Orange Beach, how the heck do you ever get anybody to find it? How do you get seen in a market that is just so crowded when there's thousands of similar properties all vying for travellers' attention? It has got to be pretty near impossible to get to the top of search. So in this episode, we're going to explore eight different ways of getting your property in front of prospective guests long before they get to the listing sites. And this is the secret. If they go to the listing sites, they're going to find thousands of properties, maybe hundreds before they find yours, if they ever find yours at all. So you have to get to those prospective guests before they do that, before they go on Airbnb, before they go on VRBO, before they go on TripAdvisor. So how do you do that? Well, this takes work and I, because some of the options I'm going to present to you are challenging. You're going to have to take some work to get these going. So it's not for those who want to be hands off on their marketing or want things done super cheap and easily. However, if you're an owner who wants to promote direct bookings or a property manager with a brand that you want to get out there, these techniques are tried and tested because many of them I've done myself and they really, really work. So, as, you've, as you can tell, this is a solo episode today. I haven't brought anybody in to help me out on this one. I'm just going to talk through these seven alternative ways to promote your property. I think I mentioned eight, but actually it's, it's seven. I did start out with eight ways, but I crossed one off as I went through because I sort of covered it off in another one. So let's go back and let's say it's seven alternative ways to promote your property. So, you know, unless you're a premier partner, how can you expect to compete with thousands and thousands of other rental properties? You know, if you've got repeat guests or you've already worked at bringing travellers to your website, you might have the edge over the competition. But for most 
owners and managers, it's a really hard slog to get seen. So we're going to start off by something that I've mentioned many times before, and that's learning more about your persona and then targeting them via their favorite platforms. You know, it's a huge temptation to target everyone and anyone. And I call it the spaghetti against the wall approach. You know, I remember years ago, my mum told me that if you want to see how spaghetti's done, you throw it against the wall. And if it sticks, then it's ready to eat. Not off the wall, I hasten to add. She, yeah, she never, she never ex- uh, suggested that. But the spaghetti against the wall approach means that you, you try and target absolutely everybody and hope that something is going to stick. And somebody will come along that likes the look of your property and will then rent it from you. But the problem with that is, is that you're marketing in a very, very generic fashion. You're trying to reach everyone and anyone. And in that process, it becomes more challenging to get to the ones that would find your property the most attractive and appealing. So this is targeted marketing. It means knowing where your prospective guests hang out and then engaging with them there. You've got to take time and you've got to do research on who's using what. But first of all, you've got to know who your persona is. As I say, I've mentioned this many, many times before, so I'm only going to very briefly describe a persona. It's a marketing term for a composite of the person or persons who are most likely to buy your product. And I've used this example before because you see it a lot. If you watch TV, you're going to see auto commercials and plenty of them. I task you with watching a couple of auto commercials and figuring out who they're targeted at because auto companies don't do the spaghetti against the wall approach. They don't try and sell a sport utility vehicle to a pair of city boomers. They're selling them to active couples. And the reason you know that and the reason you know they're targeted to them is that their commercials are showing the active couples with the kayaks and the stand-up paddle boards and all that activity stuff loaded into the car. They're off for an active weekend in that vehicle. And then, of course, you see the ads for Lexus and BMW um, that, that are targeting an entirely different type of person. The Matthew McConaughey ads, which are targeting the businessman, the suave guy who who wants to be seen as man about town and man about the country, I guess. And it's, it's so clear who these are targeted at. And then they advertise the people carriers and they're showing kids climbing in with their hockey gear and their ballet gear and piling a bunch of kids in the back with musical instruments that is targeting families so that's what we should be doing in our marketing we very tightly target our marketing to the composite of the people who are most likely to come and visit whether they're active couples or family groups or retired people on tourist trips you just make sure that marketing speaks directly to them 
and then you target them by their favorite platforms. So why would you spend a lot of time building a Pinterest board, say, if your active millennial target group isn't spending all her time there? She's on Instagram. She's spending all her time on Instagram. So you think about what forums and groups your target persona might belong to, what blogs they might read, and then you start compiling a dossier on all of those. And that's where you spend your time. None of this, what I'm going to tell you about now, is overnight stuff. This takes time. It takes time to build all your information, your rich guest profiling information that you're going to use to target your groups tightly. Okay, that's number one. Number two is my favorite. It's in my my favorite topic is starting a podcast. Here's a great statistic for you. 73 million Americans listened to podcasts last year. And the statistics show that this number is growing exponentially. Lots and lots of people are becoming podcast listeners, which I love because my my listenership is going up and up. And one of the reasons that, you know, I'm seen in some areas as an influencer in the industry is through this podcast. So I'm putting it to you that if you were to start a podcast that is devoted to your location, a travel podcast, that you could do the same. You could build a really big audience. Reason being is that the travel industry is really underserved by podcasts. So there's great opportunities in so many places to be the first to create a location specific show. Let's go back to my Orange Beach example. Let's say you're one of those 9,096 accommodation choices in Orange Beach, yet you have the podcast that helps people to plan their vacation in Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. Your podcast talks about the state park. It talks about the dog park where you can take your dog, different places to take your dog because you can't take them on the beach. It talks about the different events that happen. It talks about restaurants in the area. It interviews some of the local people who are talking about trails to go on and places to see and things to do. It talks about fishing, deep sea fishing maybe. You have that podcast. Nobody else does. It's yours. There is no other podcast that is travel related in Orange Beach. That's wide open. You could be the first one to start this. And then, as I say, it's not overnight. You won't be an overnight sensation, but you build your audience over time. And I will tell you in a few moments how you do that with that podcast, because that's part of another way of getting your message out. So don't forget, if you're if you're doing this, this isn't about your accommodation. You don't even mention your accommodation at all. So now you're thinking, well, how are people going to find me? Well, what you do is you start your podcast. You don't relate it to your accommodation, but you have it sponsored by your business. If you've listened to podcasts, you'll often hear there's, there's ads and 
You know, people listen to the, the I listen to the ads on many, many podcasts and I often follow up. So your podcast is sponsored by your business. So at the beginning, you say, this is the Orange Beach, whatever podcast, whatever snazzy title you're going to have. And this show is sponsored by Gulf View Condos or whatever your business is. And then in the show notes, because you always have show notes with a uh, with a podcast, then you have more information on your company. So always best if you're doing a podcast, it, it's not part of your company website. It's a standalone website and they're very easy to set up. There's companies that will simply set that will set up a simple podcast website for you very, very reasonably and get that off and running with the podcast within a week or two. So it's not about your accommodation, it's about the area because most guests research the location before they decide on where to stay. So if they get to your travel show and hear all about the great things to do and see and then hear a brief sponsored ad describing your business and a link to your website, you may be their first choice. Because when you position yourself as a location expert, travellers are going to naturally gravitate to your referred resources and your business just becomes one of your referred resources. You don't ever have to say you have a connection with that business. Okay, that's my favourite one. I will be presenting at the Vacation Rental Women's Summit and doing a workshop seminar on how to start one of these podcasts. I'm really excited about it. I'm intending starting my own for my own vacation rental area to, um, very, very shortly. Number three is using Twitter to find lifestyle and travel bloggers. Because if you can get somebody else who's really influential to talk about your business, that's going to bring you a flood of traffic. So getting yourself on the radar of mommy and travel bloggers can get you visible across your target market much quicker than hoping your own blog will get seen. Uh, and that's particularly if your own blog is a new one. It does take time. So you can piggyback on the back of travel bloggers and mommy bloggers. Get them talking about you and your place. It may mean you have a travel blogger come and stay at your place. That That's another topic, in fact, that... Um, I think I've covered in a previous podcast. I'll have to take a look at that. But, I, you know, if you've got questions, you can always come to me about that because I have hosted journalists and travel bloggers at my own properties. So Twitter's a great place to seek out influential bloggers because they, they're all on Twitter because they promote their latest posts on there. I mean, they, they do it on other platforms, Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest as well, but you're going to find them mostly hanging out on Twitter, just posting about their latest posts. So you start engaging with them because you have just have to find them. You begin engaging with them and then it just becomes easier to promote your location after you begin to make that connection with them. Because remember, it's about getting them to come to your area first and then finding your property second. So to find travel bloggers and mommy bloggers, you just have to search lists of travel bloggers or search lists of mommy bloggers. You don't have to create lists of your own. You just follow theirs. You know, they've created these great lists and you can get in there and start following these people and engaging with them. Just remember not to start selling your product before you've made the relationship. 
So number four is get into Facebook destination groups. I'm coming back again to Orange Beach. You find the Facebook groups that talk about your destination. And I searched for an Orange Beach group and I came up with the Orange Beach and Gulf Shores Loving Life Facebook group. Has over 9,000 members. These are people who love coming to Gulf Shores and Orange Beach. And they stay in many, many different places. You'll probably find many other owners that are on there as well. But you can get in there and start engaging with people. You tell them about the best restaurants. You answer their questions. You'd give them information on Gulf State Park trails and the dog park, just like I mentioned before in the podcast. It's a very similar thing. And of course, if you have a podcast, you can promote that because all it is is further information on the area. You're not doing self-promotion. You're simply sharing information with them. This just comes back with how the potential opportunity of starting your podcast and getting this information out is quite amazing. So the key with all this stuff is to avoid outright promotion for your property. You know, that can come after you stake to your place as the destination expert. Okay, number five. This is a simple one and it's a done once and forget and well, at least for a year or so type of activity. It's probably the quickest one you can do and the easiest and that's to create a flyer that can go into your local tourist information office. It's probably one of the simplest things you can do in marketing. But firstly, please go to a professional graphic designer and have this created. It's not the time to economize and do it yourself unless you are a professional graphic designer. You can find somebody on Upwork or you could find somebody on Fiverr. Just make sure that you create the information that you want to go onto a flyer and make sure you have your colors and your branding and all the detail that would be needed and then get that to a graphic designer and ask them to come up with a couple of options for you. And then when you've got them, take them to your tourist information office and ask to have them displayed. Countless travellers visit these places because they're picking up local information while they're on vacation. So they may not be booking your place this time, but they have your information for their next trip. I've done this so many times. I've been staying somewhere. I've gone into a tourist office. I've picked up information and thought, oh, Oh, next time I want to go to this place and I'll go back and I'll have a look at it online and I'll bookmark it. And should I go back to that location again, I'm going to go back to that bookmarked link. So look for other places as well where you can display your leaflet. In my particular area, our local food co-op likes to promote local businesses. And last time I was in there, I found several cottage rental flyers. So since our personas in our area include people who love to buy local produce when they're on vacation, it's pretty much a no-brainer to drop the marketing literature in there because that's where my persona, my target demographic is going to shop when they're in the area. So they're going to be picking up my information. So that's an easy one you can do. Number six is to create short informational videos about your area. So continuing our Orange Beach example, a search of YouTube came up with some older videos 
that would give you some great ideas for your own YouTube channel. Take a look for your location at what is currently available in terms of videos. Look at what gets the most views and do something better. There was one on there for deep sea fishing. It wasn't a very good one. It would be relatively simple to do something similar but better. Once again, you go to the professionals to do an intro and an outro that show your website link or URL. And again, you can find someone on Fiverr or Upwork who can do that for you. I mean, popular videos are the sort of how-to genre, such as how to fish. My favourite, how to get in and out of a kayak. I watch a lot of those. How to parasail suggestions on things to do in the area. I looked at videos for Orange Beach and there was a video on 25 things to do in the area. It was a very short video. I didn't actually watch it, but if you're in Orange Beach, go take a look, see what that video is about. You could produce something similar. Be careful not to be copying what other people have done, but you just simply take the best bits and make them better and ignore the worst bits and make sure you don't use them. But some of those videos have really, really high view rates. And once again, once you've done these things, like creating a video and starting a podcast, you've then got something that you can send people to, as well as to your website. So if you're creating informational videos, just like your podcast, it's much easier to go onto the social media platforms and share the informational content that you've created rather than just this constant promotion of property sites or property management sites, which is really something we need to get away from. So number seven is an interesting one. It's to become a trip advisor destination expert. Now, Regardless of what you think of TripAdvisor, and I know there are quite a few people, quite a few hundreds, thousands of people who do not like using FlipKey or TripAdvisor to advertise their properties and won't do it. That doesn't matter. Gazillions of travellers go to TripAdvisor to find out information on their location. And sure, they go to find things to do. They go there to find restaurants. They go there to find accommodation options. But were you aware that of TripAdvisor forums? So this is where people will go and ask questions. Any question that they have about travel. And once again, I've gone to the Orange Beach forum. I thought, it, you know, this is nice consistency. This keeping it in exactly the same area because everything I've been talking about will apply to Orange Beach, it will apply to Destin, it will apply to the Outer Banks, it will apply to Union, Missouri, it will apply to Lindsborg, Kansas, all these different places. You can do exactly the same things and create your alternative content accordingly. So in the Orange Beach forum, I found a question, very, very recent question, and it was entitled Winter Fishing. And the question was, coming down for the month of February, any fishing tips? Would like to charter a boat, but wonder if there are any fish to be found. Any help would be appreciated. Well, anybody in that area, if you've got a property in that area, you're qualified to answer that question. 
even if you haven't done any fishing or you haven't chartered a boat, you can go out and find that information and create a reply for them. Now, one thing with the TripAdvisor forums, they don't allow you to put a URL to a listing site. But you can, if you contribute enough useful information to the TripAdvisor forum in your area, be invited to become a destination expert. After that, you can post URLs to perhaps a blog or your podcast, your travel podcast, or perhaps to a YouTube channel, which is supplying, as long as it's supplying very specific information related to the question that's just been asked. So do you get the idea? You can go into the forum that is out there for your area. Now, some of the forums are a bit wider. Orange Beach just obviously covers Orange Beach. Other areas may have a wider geographical area that's covered. But the first thing to do is to go to TripAdvisor forums, have a look around your area. What questions are being asked? Now, the other thing about the TripAdvisor forums is you can use those questions for blog posts. You can use them for topic content for your YouTube videos and a podcast interview because anybody, as you know, with Google, anybody that's ever asked a question, everybody else has that same question too. This guy who's asking about winter fishing, he is not the only one who's interested in this answer. And you can also, coming out of TripAdvisor for a second, you can find topics to talk about and describe on Google, you know, just by looking at what questions are being asked on on Google. And I've done other podcast episodes to talk about how you use Google to find this particular type of content idea. So the only way to become a destination expert on TripAdvisor is if they invite you to do so. And they won't invite you to do so until you've made a lot of contributions. So all you have to do is simply go to the forum and task yourself to answer every question that comes up in a week if, if there aren't many questions being asked. Or you task yourself to do a dozen answers to half a dozen, a dozen questions a week. And that over time will demonstrate to TripAdvisor that you are a useful contributor. You provide great information for, for the people who are coming. And basically, you become a sort of TripAdvisor ambassador. Unpaid, of course, but it is very, very worthwhile because people will read your comments. They'll see you as a destination expert. And then, of course, if you have a podcast or a blog or a YouTube channel, you'll be able to direct them there to more information. Now, it's on those that they're going to find information on your location, you would ne uh, on your property. You would never use the TripAdvisor forum as a channel to talk about your property. You simply position yourself as the location expert. So you, you should have realised by now <laughs> that the key to attracting guests is to show your love and your knowledge of the area and to freely share what you think is going to make their vacation the best ever. What you're sharing isn't a secret, so it doesn't matter if a prospective guest finds your information. 
and then ultimately books another property. That doesn't matter. Your reputation will grow and over time you will find the direct bookings growing too. But as I said at the start, this is not an easy option. You've got to be in it for the long haul. It isn't an overnight strategy. But if you are willing to put the time in to create your position in the market, it's going to pay off over time. So let's do a quick recap. Some of these are going to take you less time than others. However, all are going to be worth it in the long run. So learning more about your persona, targeting them via your favorite platforms, that's a pretty easy one. You should have some indication of your persona anyway in order to get that off the ground. So just spend a little bit of time thinking about your target demographic. You can go through the previous episode that I've done on creating personas and pick up our persona workbook along the way and uh, and have a go at that. So starting a podcast, that's going to take you a little bit longer I will be creating an action plan for the Vacation Rental Formula on how to do this after the Vacation Rental Women's Summit. But I'll put a couple of links on the show notes to some free courses you can you can take a look at that'll give you some help. For my own Vacation Rental Formula members, we will be starting up a group to help them start their podcasts. So if you're a Vacation Rental Formula member and you are thinking about doing this, then expect that to come along within the next six to eight weeks. I need to get this uh, the Sivra course done and a couple of other action plans done first before we get this off the ground. But I do want to start my own podcast, so you'll be hearing more about it. Thirdly, using Twitter to find lifestyle and travel bloggers, that's pretty easy. That's not going to take you more than half a day to do that research. And same with finding the Facebook destination groups. So finding them is the one thing, but starting to engage with them over a period of time, that, that is something that uh, takes a little longer to settle in and get known in a group. But, you know, once you've answered a few questions and people see your name on there, they're going to recognize you. Of course, don't forget that you can join these, the Facebook groups as yourself, but make sure that in your about section on your own Facebook page, you have your website information and any other information on the property because people will go and have a look and see who you are and they'll go to that about section. So creating a flyer, as I mentioned, that's pretty easy. Creating short informational videos, that's something you'll need to spend some time on, do some planning, do some strategy and start scheduling out time to do those and also to employ the, the professional help that you'll need to make those videos look professional because that's really important that you have the same intro and outro on every video. Then people will come, in and come to expect it when they come to your channel. And then finally, the TripAdvisor Destination Expert, that again is over time. You've got to put in the time to reap the benefits. Okay, I think I've given you enough food for thought here. You know, really, I want everybody, I want I want a big group of people starting these travel podcasts. I think it, it's a really good idea to give you a starter. I'm going to put a link to the Hawaii Vacation Connection podcast. This is where I got 
my idea really for doing a travel podcast. The Hawaii Aloha Travel and Their Vacation Connection podcast is exactly what you need to be doing. Take a look at that website and I'm just going to read through what I see on their homepage with some of their short podcast episodes. Number one is, will the shutdown affect your Hawaii vacation? That's a discussion on what might impact vacationers traveling to Hawaii due to the government shutdown, which of course has finished now um, for the time being anyway. But they created a podcast episode to deal with that question. Another one is called Maui Road Tripping. I'm going to listen to that one because I did a wonderful Maui road trip and I'm hoping that they're going to cover off some of these wonderful places that we went to. Uh, another one is called Hawaii Whale Watching Tips. Everybody loves tips when they're going on vacation. They want hacks. They want things to make things easier, to make things less expensive and to find the places that only the locals know, which takes me to their next episode, which is called Hiking Diamond Head do's and don'ts. It's about hiking one of the most popular landmarks in Hawaii. Cooking Hawaiian style is the next one. On today's podcast, we talk cooking Hawaiian style. The title is Cooking Hawaiian Style. And the show notes say on today's podcast, we talk cooking Hawaiian style. And what does that have to do with traveling to Hawaii? It's a great way to prepare for your vacation by learning the recipes, origins of our food, and what to be sure to eat when you're here. That's a great topic. That could be one of your starter topics for your show. And then the sixth one is called FAQs about Hawaii. Just frequently asked questions about your Hawaii vocation. All of these episodes on the Hawaii Vacation Connection podcast are episode titles that you could use just changing out Hawaii for your destination. Apart from the whale watching tips, of course. Perhaps if somebody's coming to Nashville, then you wouldn't be doing an episode on Nashville whale watching trips. But you can find something to take that place. So that's it. I hope I have given you a ton of food for thought on this one. It's got me really excited about growing my own business. Every time I do do one of these podcasts, it just fires me up about my about the potential for marketing my own company. So I do indeed walk the talk and I hope that you have enjoyed the content in today's session and hope you'll let me know what you plan on doing as your alternative method for reaching people and not having to be just one of those 9,069. So it's been fantastic being with you this week and we'll be moving on for next week's podcast. I'll get back into doing some interviews and I'll look forward to being with you again very, very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.